let's not get there too fast. I'm excited about mealtimes this week. Amen. Come on, somebody. In fact, let me just say happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I know that school is out and a lot of people have already started their travels. I loved getting a text message this morning from a family that says, hey, listen, we won't be in the house today. We're going to be up in Kentucky at the Ark Adventure, Noah's Ark thing. I had a chance to see that a few a couple of years back, and it is absolutely incredible. You need to put that on the bucket list. I was like, is this really worth It's impressive. And so uh, God knows some stuff. How many of you guys know that? Amen? And uh, so many are traveling. Many of you will be traveling over the next few days. I've been talking to some of you. Hey, are you off this week? I like, man, we got to work hard so we can take a day off, right, and watch the cowboy game. And so... Uh, but a lot of stuff happening, but we just want to say happy Thanksgiving. And I do pray that you all have an opportunity to pause and to remember God's goodness and his faithfulness to you. Come on, has it been good or faithful to anybody? Come on, those of you that are watching us online right now, you ought to clap for that too because God has been good. Doesn't mean that this year has been easy. Doesn't mean that it's been perfect. We've not always been voted most likely to succeed. There have been some challenges. We like to call those opportunities. Amen? But God has been faithful. And, and what the enemy meant for a setback, what we, we believe was a setup for God to do greater things in your life. Amen? And so I hope that you will carve out time uh, to, to just give him honor and thanks and that we would have hearts of gratitude uh, for all that he has done for us. He's worthy of that, is he not? He's worthy of our praise, of us lifting our hands today. He's worthy of the words that we, we've sung today. Hopefully they've been a reflection of our heart. But he is also worthy that we continue just to honor and thank him for all that he's done for us. Amen? In fact, grab a hand next to you today. That's how we're going to pray today. Can we pray that? God, you are so good. And Father, we thank you for your goodness. Time and time again, God, you show up and you do things that we, we never thought were possible. God, we've seen you show up this year in, in incredible ways through setbacks. They've been setups, and we have seen the goodness of God through it all. And Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. We know that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. You love to give your children good things. You love to intervene. You love to step in in those moments. God, I know for so many listening that there have been some trying moments this year. God, it felt like that maybe all that we had to hold on to was you. And God, we found that you are more than enough, isn't he? Come on, how many of you believe that Jesus is enough? Father, we thank you for that. And Father, I pray that as we gather with family and friends, as we eat foods that we only eat once a year, I, I, I pray, God, that it would all be a reminder of how gracious you are. And our hearts would overflow with thanks and gratitude towards you. Lord, I'm praying for a move of your spirit today, not only here at 1910, but God, across our city. God, just as Pastor Allen and the team led us praying for revival and praying that we would be a city where you could show your glory, God, we are praying that for, for Bernie and the surrounding area. I wanna pray for every pastor that will stand in a pulpit today. God, may they preach the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. God, I pray that your anointing would, would flow through them today and that they would preach the sermon of their life. God, I'm praying for listeners to be dialed in and I pray against the spirit of distraction and that, God, we would not miss what heaven wants to say to us today. Come on, you know that heaven's got a word for you today, right? Do you believe that? 
That's why we're here today, God. We're not here because we were bored. We didn't have anything else to do. God, we're here to hear from you. We're here to open up our lives to move of the Holy Spirit. And we give you permission to do in this moment what you want to do. God, I'm praying for transformation. God, I'm praying for someone that's listening today that has never yielded their life. They've never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus, meaning I've never let Jesus just come in and dominate me. I'm praying that today would be a day of salvation. What better gift this holiday season than Jesus? God, I'm praying for those that, that have gotten just, their, their flame is not raging as great as it once was for you, God. It's still there, but, but God, it's just not the inferno that it was when they met you. And God, I just pray that, that you would fan that in the flame, Holy Spirit, and, and, and awaken us to the reality of who you are and the power that you provide us. God, we're praying that above all that you would be pleased with everything that, that is preached and sung about and taught in houses of worship across our, our land today. May heaven grow and may the enemy be reminded once again that he is no power compared to the power of our God. Wow. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. You're greater. So God, thank you in advance for what you're gonna do. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Come on, everybody, I mean everybody, let's go. All right, we're gonna do push-ups right now to wake up, just kidding, not gonna do that. I love the video I saw of a, of a college football coach that, that whenever his, one of his teams gets an unsportsmanlike conduct, which is the 15-yard penalty, uh, he, he got one thrown on him the other day, and so the coach on the sidelines got down and did push-ups, amen? I love that. Maybe if you're in an area of leadership and you screw it, maybe you just ought to do 15 push-ups whenever you, I need to do about 30 because I've let my team down already in so many ways this morning. But anyway, God's good, amen? Hey, we are serious about making disciples at 1910 Church. In fact, that is the command of Jesus. He says, go into all nations, baptize them, and, and we're to make disciples, right? We're, we're not simply to make converts, but to make disciples. And we've been in what I would call a discipleship series over the last few weeks entitled Give. See, you thought this was just a money series, but no, no, no. We're, we're doing you a favor by helping you understand the things that that Jesus desires most of us. And giving is a big deal. You're hard-pressed to read the Bible and find or not find where giving's not elevated and is not an important part of who we are as the followers of Jesus. From the Old Testament even to the New, it's littered with reference after reference about giving. And here's the deal. As a disciple of Jesus, I want to be obedient to the things that Scripture calls me to do. Are, are you with me? I'll need that in a few minutes. That's okay. I'll get it. It is important for me as a follower of Jesus to be obedient to the things that Jesus calls me to do. Would you agree with that? So if Jesus spoke a great deal about something, there's probably a message in it for all of us. Would you agree with that? And the reality is Jesus spoke in all of his parables. The majority of his parables dealt more with money than they did heaven and hell. And so we've been trying to grow you and help you in this. Now listen, we're not in a giving series as some may think because, well, we just want your money. No, we want you to be obedient. We want you to receive the full blessing 
of heaven in your life. And again, as we do those things that Jesus calls us to do, he rains it down on us, okay? And so we want to be able to run full throttle with the vision that God has for this house. We, we, we believe that there are still lost people throughout the hill country and around the world. And so we want to continue to preach the gospel. We want to look for creative ways like what you heard the ladies mention, like a, a Christmas Eve service right in the heart of our community where we can sing the songs and preach the name of Jesus. Why? Because there will be lost people, as we've seen over the course of our history of doing it, that will say yes to Jesus that night. We, 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 we want to, to, to resource our team. We want to resource you. We, we want to preach the gospel until the trumpet of heaven sounds and time is no more here on this earth. Are you with me there? So this is not just maintaining status quo at 1910 Church. We, we want to grow. We want more. We want all. We want to be that city. We want revival to break out. Okay, so that's what this is all about. So we issued a few weeks ago an APB on giving. Because the reality is statistics share with us that church attenders are not giving. They give at about a 3.4%. That's 21% less than how church attenders gave during the Great Depression. 5% of church members, only 5% even give what we would call the minimum, the tithe, the 10%. You see, I think that a tithe for those of us who are in Christ is a starting point. We are people of grace. We are people of the New Testament where God gave so much. Jesus gave everything, right? And so we ought to be looking for ways that we can give above and beyond just the bare minimum. Come on, somebody. You don't want your spouse just to lo love you bare minimum, do you? 10% of the month. You're, if you're an em employer, you don't want your employees just to show up 10% of the month. If you're a student, try showing up to school 10% of the school year. Just see what happens, right? And so today, I think I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm giving you a gift. I, I, I'm giving you a gift today because I want to see you grow and flourish. I want to see you live the best life you can live. Please hear my heart. What I'm preaching, this is not prosperity gospel. This is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Although a lot of you don't have a problem with that because you buy Powerball tickets. I struggle with that when people are like, oh, I a church preacher. Y'all just prosperity preachers. Why are you buying lottery tickets then? You like some prosperity. This is not a get rich if you do this, but I just really believe blessings from heaven are awaiting all of you today. That's where we're going. Are you okay with that? So we issued an APB because our giving doesn't indicate to God how grateful we are. That's just the facts, ma'am. That's just the stats. That's what they say. And so we, 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 we use this APB, which is this, this alert sent out to law enforcement. There is a crime in the church of Jesus Christ that is being committed. People aren't giving like Scripture calls them to. Criminals. How can a man rob God? Well, you robbed me with your tithes and your offerings. Malachi had some words, and it's still happening today. We've elevated Bass Pro over the house of God. Yeah. See me later if that hurt you. I'm just telling you. I'm just speaking what is reality and true, right? 
So we, we talked about the A and the APB is there is an attitude we need to have towards giving. And scripture says that it ought to be a cheerful attitude and we ought to be eager to bring our best to the house of the Lord. We took the word tithe off of our giving boxes and we put my best. Hey, listen, heaven wants your best. Why? Because heaven understands giving the very best. And so this, well, there's an attitude we need to have about giving. In the, in, 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 in scripture says that, that God loves a cheerful giver. The Greek word cheerful is the word hilaros. We get another English word that means hilarious. When's the last time you gave hilariously? <laughs> what? I cannot wait. I am so eager to bring it to the house of God. That's what God desires for you. He don't want to force it. We don't want you to give begrudgingly, but we want you to give with a cheerful attitude heart and be eager to give that. The P we talked about last week in this APB is when I give, I am partnering with God and I am partnering with others to do kingdom works. There's that story in scripture where Jesus is at the temple one day and the religious leaders come and they bring their, their, their offerings to the Lord and they give what they can. But then Jesus notices there was a widow present that day and she drops in two small coins. And Jesus commends her and speaks to his followers about that widow that gave two small coins that paled in comparison probably to the dollar amount that the religious people gave. But the reality is the religious people didn't give sacrificially and this widow gave everything. Whoa. You see, when I partner, when I bring it to the house of the God, God, I'm, I'm partnering with other people. And it's not about equal gifts, but it is about equal sacrifice. Can you imagine what would happen if the people of God would sacrifice together and bring it? God's going to do what he did with that widow's two coins. He's going to breathe on them, bless it, and he'll do what Scripture says far more, immeasurably more than you could ever dream or ask. Amen? I'm grateful that this building that we're sitting in here today, and I'm grateful for the technology that many of you are watching this on today. I'm grateful for people that made sacrifices years ago so that you could sit here today and so that you could watch it on, on your screens. They sacrificed. They had you in mind. They knew that it was not about them, and they made sacrifices, and they gave to this house. And by the way, these 30 acres and this 4.2 million building with the furnitures and fixtures that we're in is all paid for. It's debt-free. You know why? Because people have sacrificed and given. Aren't you thankful? That's what happens when you partner, when you bring it to the house. We pull it together, and God does far more than we could ever dream or imagine. Well, today... I have a B in this APB. So we've talked about attitude. We've talked about partnering with God. And the B is blessing. I want you to know that when you give and when you do things God's way, blessing comes your way. Now, it may not be financial download, the $2 trillion lottery that was there. But I'm telling you, there is blessing upon blessing that comes your way. Right? Wow, why are we talking about this? Well, Matthew chapter 6, verse 21 said, Jesus says, wherever your treasure is, there your heart is also. You see, our giving is really a heart issue. It's, it, it, it's, it's not, it's just really a heart issue. And, and I love the passage in, in, you don't have these, but believe me, it's in there. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, let me see if I can find that real quick. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it says in verse 6, here's the deal. Plant only a few seeds and get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Come on, I want you to be 
the recipient of a generous God in heaven. But the reality is what you plant is what you reap. You see, so many of us in America, we've got it wrong. We, we feel like we deserve and owe more, but yet we're not willing to give or sow more. You see what I'm saying? We're, 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 we're going to do the bare minimum, and that's okay. You're going to yield the bare minimum. But, but Scripture says that if I want to receive a harvest, in fact, you need to know that heaven wants to fill your barns up to overflowing. Come on, what farmer would not say, you know what, dude, I just wish I had enough where the, the, it was just flowing out of the barn doors. You know what I'm saying? Silos filled to capacity. They're overflowing. That's what heaven wants to do when you're obedient and you do the things that he calls you to do. If you don't like the farming analogy, I know you're gonna like, many of you are gonna like this one. He's gonna fill your vats to overflowing with good wine. Oh, now I got you. Now I have some of your attention here, right? He wants to bring it. He wants to give a best. Jesus, in fact, at the very first miracle he ever performed, dealt with wine, but he provided the best wine at that wedding, did he not? That's what heaven wants to do for you. And God will always bless your obedience. So if you just want a little, just sow a little. But if you want a generous harvest, Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, Plant generously, get a generous crop. Here's what I want you to see today. Here's the big truth, the big takeaway. When we give, we have all we need. In fact, let's read that out loud together. Those of you that are watching online, let's read that together. When we give, we will have all we need. It doesn't say all we want, but it says we will have all we need. In that same book of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, look what it says in verse 9. It says, God will generously provide. It says, God will. Underline that word will. Tattoo it on your arm. Whatever you want to do. Name a kid will. Just whatever you want to do, okay? God will generously provide all you need. Come on. Is that not your testimony today? Now listen, you may say, I wish I had more or I want more. I'm talking about, but do you have all you need? God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have, there it is again, everything you need. And check this out, plenty of leftovers to share with others. So here's the deal. God doesn't want to just bless me when I'm obedient and giving and doing the things he's called me to do. He's going to take care of all my needs, but he's going to show off and give me leftovers. Come on, somebody. How many of you love leftovers? You're, listen, here's the deal. I, uh, this is probably a safe statement for me to make. There are none of you this Thursday going to cook a meal in which you're going to eat it all when you sit down for that mealtime. What you're going to do is there's going to be arguments break out about, bro, we don't have enough room in the fridge to put all these leftovers. And you know what happens. After you watch the Jonas Brothers perform at the Red Kettle halftime show of the Dallas Cowboy game, and after they, they're trailing just a little bit, maybe in the end of the third quarter, you're going to go to that refrigerator, and you're going to be looking for those leftovers because you know cold turkey's good throw a little pumpkin pie with that come on you know you like some leftovers 
Can you not see that that's what God wants to do to us when we do the things he calls us to? It's here in his word. I'm not talking turkey and pumpkin pie. I'm talking better blessings, heavenly blessings from God. And when you do it God's way, his word says, and you can trust it, I'm going to rain it down, Jack and Jill. I'm going to rain it on you. Not only to give you everything you need, but I've got leftovers so that you can also share it with other people in need. Are you with me so far, 11 o'clock? Come on, are those of you watching online, are you awake yet? Seriously, God wants to do that. He's not withholding himself from us. And I'm just telling you, God's economy is so counterculture to what society tells us. Society would say, you better hold on to it. No, God says, listen, you're more blessed when you actually are generous and you give your stuff away. Because when you release the death grip on your finances and on your possessions, and when you use it for kingdom stuff, man, I've got so much more that I'm gonna, I'm raining it down on you, Jack. I'm bringing it. It's so countercultural. In fact, some of you today that are facing some money issues, it, it may not be an income problem. It may be a giving problem that you're experiencing. You're just not, you're holding on. And you're not living out what scripture calls us to. And it's not that you need more, you want more money so you can just hold on to it tighter. Countercultural in God's economy. Give it away. Receive more. Give it away. I'm going to rain down more. You keep giving. You give, give, give. I, I love what Augustine said. Augustine said, God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. Wow. Man. Wow. Listen, I want to just tell you right now, you don't have to wait till Christmas to develop this heart of gratitude and generosity. I know that it's already started for some of us. I know all my Amazon delivery drivers by first name. They are so gracious and generous to me. Problem is none of it has my name on it that I'm receiving from them, but that's okay. That's all right. Good things come to those who, thank you, <laughs> wait. And I'm waiting. But anyway, um, I don't know what I was saying there. You don't have to wait till Christmas to develop this heart of generosity and gratitude. Why is it we wait till the last five weeks of the year to show our gratitude and, 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 and be generous to people? It's a year-round thing. I love what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, it's in giving that we receive. But some of us are not receiving the blessings of God because we're holding on too tightly. And guys, listen, let's just be honest. Do we need any more stuff? We, 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 we don't. And so what would happen if we start giving some stuff away? I tell you, this really became a reality for me years ago. When How many of you have ever been on an overseas mission experience, mission trip of some sort? And, and you know that if you've ever done that, that oftentimes God does a greater work in you than you do for the people that you're going to minister to. And God jacked me up the first year. We, we went about 14 years ago. We took a group from this church to Uganda, Africa. And we, we got in some boats and went out on the Lake, lake Victoria there. And, uh, and we began to do ministry to the various islands there. Dude, it was awesome. I didn't shower for like eight days. Didn't have to shave. I looked like Nanook from the north after eight days of growth, 
I mean, I looked like Santa when I got back to dry land. It was absolutely incredible. But, but here's what I saw that, you know, we, we feel like, man, we just don't have enough. Really? So we, we couldn't drink the water there, so we took lots of these water bottles. That's a water bottle for those of you that are looking and wondering what that is. And, 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 and here's what happens. When I finish my water bottle, I begin to throw those things aside only to find this. The kids in those villages that were scouring and almost fighting MMA style, let's get ready to rumble over a water bottle, empty. I'm going, gosh, what's one man's trash is another man's. I really saw that play out in Uganda, Africa, you know? And I threw this aside time and time again, and, and I thought maybe they just want it because it's from the white man, the Mazungu is what they call us, white man. It's funny, you walk through the village, you go, Mazungu, Mazungu, Mazungu. I'm like, ah, Mazungu. No, Mazungu, <laughs> but it means white man. And so I thought maybe it's because the white man had, or maybe it's from America. They always say, please tell your president, thank you for all of the relief. I'm like, bro, I don't talk to him, you know? But they just, that's how they think. And they thought differently about an empty water bottle. This became a treasure in those little villages. Those little kids would take it and it became their soccer ball. Or, or they would take this and it became a little toy that they would toss. It, it became the, the little toy that whoever had it, the other kids would run around and chase them. And of course, Mazungu started chasing them too, you know, to kind of have a good time with them. This little empty piece of plastic that is a recyclable materials for us that we discard so easily became at night when we would show the Jesus video in their language and they'd never seen a movie on a screen before. Whoa, freak them out. But we would cook every village a meal and they would fill this with food to take home with them. See, that was in that moment that I said, you know what? I have enough that if this is like giving somebody the keys to the city, what am I holding on to, God, that is keeping a move of you? It's keeping you from moving in the lives of other people. What am I holding on to? I've got such a death grip on it, Lord. Forgive me for not being a blessing to others. Have you ever thought that maybe you've been the recipient and God is blessing you in so many ways so in turn you could be a conduit then send it back out to people that are in need. It's a conduit. Listen, here's the reality. You're either a conduit or a cul-de-sac. And you will be more blessed if you're a spiritual conduit than a spiritual cul-de-sac. It's about me. Fill it up more. Come in, fill it up more. No, no. We have been blessed to be a, you know that. You know that. God is raining it down on some of our lives, but yet we're still holding on to it with dear life. Wow. Forgive us, Lord. I'm praying for more conduits in the house of the Lord. Amen. I, don't, I remember a verse, the first verse I ever learned. As a little boy growing up was John 3, 16, which says, let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you with me there? The second verse that I remember learning, besides Jesus wept, we love that one, right? And pastors say, oh, stand up and quote your favorite verse. Jesus wept. Okay, sit down, punk. But anyway, um, he did, he did, he did. But 
But I remember Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And here's the reality. When we seek the stuff of God first, then the other stuff will come. When I seek the stuff of God first, the other stuff in life will come. When I plant generously, I reap a generous harvest. When I bring my first and best into the house of God first, not leftovers. Hey, you guys like leftovers, but heaven doesn't. He doesn't ever want what you have left. No, he wants your first and he wants your best. He didn't give us leftovers in his son, Jesus. He gave us his one and only, his very best. And Jesus didn't just give 10% on the cross. He gave 100%. And so you need to understand something. God's economy is far different than ours. He asked for the best. And here's what happens. Here's what Jesus says happens when I bring my best. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it says... This, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. I love how it reads in the contemporary English version. It says this, but more than anything else, put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Some of you this morning are, 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 have been seeking and praying and looking for a breakthrough in some form or fashion. Can I just ask you, how are you doing with this? Are you putting him first? Are you living your life his way? Are you making decisions that honor and glorify him? Hey, my marriage is on the rocks. Great. Hey, are you treating your spouse the way that he wants you to? My kids are banshees, okay? What are you doing to train up a child in the way he should go? I mean, hey, my, my business is falling apart. Or Hey, I'm just telling you, when you do things God's way, Scripture is clear, blessing comes your way. Now, it may not be lottery, tri- trillion-dollar breakthroughs, but I'm telling you, his word says you will have everything you need and leftovers. Am I making sense to anybody right now? When, when I do things God's way, he blesses. And the spiritual breakthrough you might be seeking today starts with Matthew 6, Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you putting him first? Did you bring hilariously and eagerly today your very best to drop finances in the house of God? Did you? Don't be giving him chump change. Because he's not a chump God. He gave you his best. Oh, but we're going to lift our hands and we're going to sing from our hearts. But don't you dare talk about our money. Things you'll never hear said at church. I wish the pastor would preach more about money. You won't ever hear people say that. Now, why? People get funny when you talk about money. But yet we want God to bless us. We want more than enough. Just camp out on Matthew 6, 33. 
Guys, please hear my heart. Ephesians 1.3 talks about that, that, that there are spiritual blessings that come from heaven above. And my concern is we've stopped living for the kingdom up there and we've started living for the kingdom down here. And we wonder why revival hasn't broken out. We wonder why there's nonsense in our cities. We wonder why there's chaos and craziness. I'm just telling you, when we've got it flipped, and instead of living here, we should be living for this in the kingdom of God. I'm just telling you, put him to the test. Live Matthew 6, and see if he will not fill your vats to overflowing. Your barns will not be able to hold it all. There is so much blessing that awaits you. I'm telling you that. It's true. It's Bible. It's Bible. Shoot. God wants us to fall in love with giving so we can love and give to those who are falling. Last thing I want you to see today is this, that God advances, or giving advances God's kingdom. Giving advances God's kingdom. You, you, you know, um, a lot of us have a product that we use that is produced by Apple. Aren't you thankful for Apple? No. <laughs> oh, here we go now. It's, I'm trying to stay out of politics. Now it's the technology fight. Here we go. But, but this was supposed to, and it, I'm grateful for it. It's made my life better in so many ways. It's made it worse in so many other ways. It's supposed to keep us connected, but yet we're still one of the most disconnected cultures in society, right? But aren't you, I'm so grateful that through my support of this, this little company that started in a garage, I'm so thankful that through my support, they've been able to make it and survive and thrive. Guys, can you imagine what would happen in the kingdom of God? if God's people would get serious about giving to kingdom purposes. I'm not talking about a, a piece of technology that's successful from an idea in a garage. I'm talking about us giving generously to kingdom works. I'm talking about bringing our best into the house of God, the local church. That's biblical. Now, there are other areas for us to give above and beyond that as well, and I would promote that also, ministries. And, hey, but listen, when you give here, you are paying pastor's salaries. You're paying the salaries of missionaries. We talked last week about how we spend your giving, and if you missed it, go back and listen to that. I want you to know that when you give through this local house, we are able to conduct some incredible evangelistic opportunities and events such as a Christmas in the city, in which there was a gentleman in his 70s a few years ago that said yes to Jesus. Come on, somebody. I'm grateful that we were able to do some of those things. There are discipleship opportunities, more than just preaching on a Sunday, that we're able to conduct to help people grow in their pursuit of Jesus Christ, right? There, listen, there are lives that are touched. There are kids being taught the Word of God this morning because you've given faithfully. You're generous in your giving. Boys and girls are hearing about Jesus. Students have an opportunity to come to know who Jesus is and understand their identity in Him. I'm telling you, it's through the generosity of people. When we give, we advance God's kingdom. It's been a part of his plan from the very beginning. 
and it hasn't changed. In fact, let's just be honest with you. God is the original giver. In the book of Genesis, there are 66 books. Let me walk you through them this afternoon. Just kidding. But in Genesis, it says that when he created man, he formed him out of the dust of the ground. But that form was lifeless until what? He breathed life into it. That's encouraging. You're nothing more than dirt and spit. That's what you are. You're dirt from the ground and spit from heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. But no, it's what gives you life. The Spirit breathes life into you, meaning that you're dead without the Spirit. Ooh. But God is gracious. He gave us life. Remember the story of Abraham later in the book of Genesis? Abraham, I want you to take Isaac and I want you guys to go and prepare sacrifice for me on the mountain. God, where's it? Abraham, just go. Here's the bundle of wood. Isaac, let's go. Hey, Dad, where's the sacrificial lamb? I've seen this done a time or two and we have no lamb, Dad. Hey, Isaac, God is Jehovah Jireh. He will provide. He's a God who provides. And sure enough, as Abraham was obedient, as Isaac was obedient, God provided a ram in the thicket, did he not? For the sacrifice that day, he did, because he's Jehovah Jireh. Come on, God blesses obedience. God gave us his one and only son, Jesus. We're gonna celebrate his birthday all month. We'll celebrate Jesus, it's his birthday, right? God come to earth in the form of a baby whose ultimate purpose was to go to a cross and die. Complete sacrifice. No greater love has any man than this, that he laid down his life for his friend. I'm telling you, are you seeing it yet? God's a giver, and he gives us his very best. Why would Jesus go to the cross? Well, I believe it's in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Jesus went to the cross. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and now it says in Philippians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 now he is he has been elevated he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and he has been given the name that is above every other name and it is that that name of a sacrificial life-giving complete giving Jesus a savior from a God who is a good God and who gives blessing upon blessing it is that that name Jesus every knee will bow giver if I want to be a follower of his I want to do the things that he's called me to do and so can I encourage this with something we're going to sing another song but I, I don't want you to delay in your obedience to doing the things that God's called you to do in fact I would tell you this delayed obedience is disobedience and some of you right now say I just how come God's not you might just need to check your obedience factor. Are you doing the things that he's called you to do? Hey, don't delay in missing out on your harvest. Don't delay in missing out on the blessings of God. In fact, I would tell you this, that the speed of your seed determines the hustle of your harvest. And so you want the blessing of heaven? You better get that seed in the ground right now. The speed of your seed and how quick you give it into the kingdom of God, that determines oh, how much harvest, the hustle of your harvest. It's all dependent upon you. I've tried to be a servant today. 
I've just tried to speak. I've just tried to share what Scripture says. I can't make them do this, guys. I can't. But I want people to be blessed. I've just simply tried to divorce Pastor Allen. I've tried to be obedient. Oh, they're getting tracks ready. I've just simply tried to be obedient. And I want you guys to receive the full blessing of God. He wants to rain it down. Let's be faithful in our giving to kingdom work. You want an ROI? You want a return on an investment? Come on, somebody. You can't measure what your kingdom giving does. One day there will be a cloud of witnesses that welcome you home. Good job! Woo! I'm here! Because of an empty water bottle. You fed my family. You gave to the house of the Lord. And, and I got to hear about Jesus. It was Christmas Eve 2022. I was in the back. You never saw me. But I was holding a candle, singing Silent Night. And I was reminded, wow, God, he loves me. Are you kidding me? It's what our giving does, guys. It's what it does. I want to invite you to stand real quick. Hey, Lord Jesus, I pray blessing upon blessing for everyone in this room. And God, that is your heart's desire as well. And it will come as we live and do the things you command us to, Father. Lord, I pray that you would find us as a faithful people. God, I pray that you would see that we can be trusted.